Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined, as always, by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How are things in uh, in Southern Indiana? Uh, well, today um, we're uh, recording from our LA office, um, mm. and unlike our, our our normal my normal jesting, uh, I actually am in LA today. So, um, live from downtown LA. This is the front porch. Uh, I have so, um, I'm attending Adobe Max this week, um, which is a conference, a creative conference run by Adobe. Adobe, um, the same people who do Photoshop and Acrobat and every other thing in the world. Um, this show is actually recorded on Adobe Edition. Um, for my part of it is, and then I edit it in that too. Um, mm-hmm. I use I I do a lot of Adobe products at. Um, at my work and in my job, um, I always kind of have, and they're a, a big name, and they have this big creative conference every year. And I don't get to go to it every year because it's rather expensive, especially since it's here in L.A. But um, sure, yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind. I'm just here today. It, doesn't, it starts tomorrow, so there's not nothing to really talk about the conference itself. But I got to do a little bit more exploring of L.A. I've been here a couple times before, but uh, the city's this L.A. is such an interesting city. I um, I've been on record as saying that I thought it was a terrible place before I came here. It was like that, just kind of a word of mouth, like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't ever, nothing I like out there in LA. I like, um, but then when I came out here, I really, really, really enjoyed the place. So um, I went back on what I said. But it's like any big city, it's got its issues, you know, like some real run down areas that look real bad and, Mm-hmm. And then you go, then you, then you turn the corner and there's this really cool, like hangout place. And it's really awesome. Uh, it's, you know, second only to New York city. So the place is massive and you can only see a little bit of it, but, um, I'm confined to downtown for most of my, my stuff. I'm going to go to the observatory. Uh, I'm going to go to the walk to Hollywood Hills. I'll stay at Hollywood down in Hollywood for my last couple days. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty pretty fun. I'm staying here at the fabulous um it's called uh Biltmore um Millennium mm. Biltmore. It's an old uh old old hotel from around the turn of the 19th century. And yeah, that's uh the uh Vanderbilt family. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Like they it's it definitely I mean it's very nice. Like it's taken care of and all been made modern but inside it just looks like that old old you know hollywood glitz and glamour that you saw and i in the they used to um they used to host the oscars here and a lot of other stuff in their ballrooms and things so they've got pictures of it all over the the walls Hmm. everywhere okay so that's it's pretty neat you know looking at this picture of ronald reagan and then there in the background and is the place i'm looking at right in front of it and you know but not not as president but as actor ronald reagan Right, right. Uh, Grace, Grace Kelly and people like that. So, Ronald Reagan, the actor, know, huh? the actor. Uh, right. Um, oh, and I, right, I just noticed on, on my my uh, wall here is a picture from something called Beginners Guest Room Hallway with Ewan McGregor and Melanie Laurent was filmed right outside my my door. Hmm. Yeah. So funny, weird place. Interesting. Um, Old hotels often remind me of, well, when they don't remind me of The Shining, which we watched yes. 
for the podcast or uh the grand hotel in Mackinac uh setting of the movie oh what's it called Uh, far not far and away that's that's uh Nicole Kidman um somewhere in time I'm thinking of Mm. with uh with Superman yeah um Christopher Reeve Christopher Reeves there we go uh, when it doesn't remind me of one of those two, uh, one real and one fictional hotel, um, I think of uh, West Baden down in. Um, oh yeah, French sure. Lick. Yeah, uh, that's with their big dome. Not not making that up. That's a real town in southern Indiana. There's a big casino, and uh, yep. and an old uh, you know formerly ritzy hotel. Well, yeah, it, uh, I mean, the we say ritzy as an adjective to refer to the Ritz, which I believe started in France, Paris. I'm not sure. Well, I should I, know I, that, but uh, yeah. I will say this is this is very much the shining kind of one like mm-hmm. this. It's got that feel to it. And and I went I kind of snuck in the it's got all those little side tunnels. Like if you go to the like one ballroom was like the called the crystal ballroom was closed and I kind of wanted to, I was peeking through the, the cracks and I wanted to go in and I saw that there's like little hallways off to the side for the servants and everything. Right. Right. So I, I snuck in kind of the back and it looks like all those old things you saw in the shining too, when he's in the back stuff. And I was like, it got, it gave, got real creepy real fast. And I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Cause I didn't see anybody. It was just kind of the kitchen area. And so I took well, it's off. also you, you said crystal ballroom like crystal ball like witches yes like our movie yeah, this yeah. week and, and i saw the and i saw the um all along the wall is just like those pictures from from the shining where they showed like the um you know the people in their tuxedos all posing for a picture type thing sure it's it's all down the hallways in, in, in this place here so it, it feels like i'm gonna walk down and and there's when I got here today, it was between checkout and check-in, so there wasn't a whole lot of people in those hallways, and it was just mm. me. So it got real; it did get real creepy. Um, <laughs> but when I came back, everybody was there, and it was later on in the afternoon. It was, um, but it is it's, it's still cool. It's it's like a real Hollywood hotel that's as spooky as the Hollywood hotel, but but not spooky. I don't want to run people out on this one. Uh, anyway, yeah, happy Halloween coming up. It, do we have one more week before Halloween? Are we going to record? Yeah, we'll record one more time, right? I believe so. Yes, it is the seventeenth. Um, also, Halloween falls on a Monday. So, oh, right. if we Spooky. if we keep our our customary schedule, we will record once more before Halloween and once more on Halloween. All right, spooky days, spooky days. I assume um, that you'll have some kind of uh, um, parental duties on <laughs> duty on um, <laughs> duty. Halloween evening, although uh, that usually is earlier, right? Like, while it's not dark yet, so like five. Yeah, that's funny. I always remember when I was a kid going trick-or-treating at dark, and you always see in the movies they're walking around at dark. But you're right. Most of the time it's all during the day now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I guess they got smart of crazy people out there doing crazy things. Um, Right. But yeah, most I think it depends on where we want to go. Like this year, we're in a new neighborhood, so we we may try our neighborhood out and see what it's like. But we'll t- tend to drive over somewhere that's got all the like the big candy bars and stuff like that. Um, Sid, it's, well, it's, it's going to be interesting. Sydney's 16 now, and there's a certain age when you like shouldn't go trick or treating anymore. Right. Right. 
And I think she's at that age, but I know she still wants to dress up and go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Lola, on the other hand, is 11, and she is hardcore ready for candy. Right in the right in the sweet spot. I think the last time I participated in trick-or-treating, because most of my family kind of got out of it as I got older, because it's, mm-hmm. it's evil. It's and evil. Witches. Demons. Evil. Uh, but I think the last time I did it was I went with um, a friend of mine uh, from community theater. And we sort of, uh, you know, I guess half-ass dressed up. I was trying to think of a, a nicer way to say that. But that's really what it was. Like, I was in the production of Oklahoma. And so I had, like, a hat and cowboy boots at the ready. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we didn't, like, trick-or-treat. But it was her... I forget if it was her little sister or her niece was one of those two. And we just walked along with the other adults. We didn't like knock on doors or collect candy, just sort of experienced as it experienced it as, as pseudo adults. I mean, literal literal adults. I was probably like 19 or 20. So, yeah, I mean, I should, I should, uh, um, I should dress up for I I I can't only occasionally would I dress up I think when I take the kids out but um I should I should make a thing of actually doing dressing up something every because it's fun I was just talking to my hairdresser the other day and like how how it's so stupid that we grow we all grow up and stop doing fun things because in the name of being a grown up um that's I mean one thing. we do we do other things fun things kids don't do like well that's fair drink alcohol and <laughs> uh, stay up super late with nobody uh um, no supervision yeah nobody giving us curfews or anything that's right but still we could do some other fun things and, and people could, do dress up too i i have seen uh several of your halloween costumes that have been excellent i know uh, you're well known for doing um the parks and rec uh, mm-hmm. outfit and just recently um i saw you do as uh, is it Krieger? Is that his name? Krieger from Archer? Oh, yeah. Dr. Krieger. That was... Which is... That was an uh, excellent one. Yeah, that was probably five years ago-ish. But, yeah, anything as I, you know, aside from the great success of the first year I was Ron Swanson and then the lesser successes of two years after that that I reprised that role, um, you know, it's a little bit like cosplay if you're you know, big into cosplay, like what's the closest approximation? Like I'm not going to buy a whole thing and try to be Jack Sparrow or something, but I'm like, here's Ron Swanson. Like he's a dude, middle-aged dude with a mustache. Well, I have a beard and a beard can be pretty easily converted into a mustache. Uh, It just means that I have that awkward, like, week or so afterward where i'm growing the beard beard back out so i don't look all right yeah a weird guy with a mustache um and then he wears normal clothes so like you know we're out you know we're not trick-or-treating but we're going to the bars and i infamously won a costume contest the first year at uh, the bluebird the music bar in bloomington and yeah uh, never did i didn't win the second year it's very like the voting is based on applause, so it's very, kind of <laughs> very subjective. scientific. Is that what you're saying, right? Very, yeah, yeah, very scientific. It's like there's the, categories uh, and very, you know, 
so it seems the, the, the seamstress things you can do to it and stitching that's what i'm saying they, they judge on your stitching is that what they do exactly exactly thread yeah. count and uh, thread count off authenticity right right well you know i'm glad you did mention um cosplay because you're right I, I i say oh we can't dress up but you're right modern day does have cosplay and that's a that's a really big thing and it's gotten like considerably bigger and more accepted as a like cool mm -hmm. thing that a lot of people do so um that's that is something i wish that you know that was something i could do I mean, I think, it, you know, it takes up a lot of space. I've watched those, con you can watch YouTube and those, the documentaries of, of people who are cosplayers and stuff. And the amount of work and that they put into their stuff is insane amount of work. Uh, yeah, it's all, um, a lot of that is changed by um, 3D printing. Yes. Because right? things that you didn't used to be able to do. Like when I was a teenager, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be Spock because I loved Spock so much. I'm like, all right, well, do I have a a shirt that kind of looks like a like solid blue? And do I have black pants? Okay, that's pretty close. And then <laughs> what, like elf ears? I don't think I even had access. And obviously you can go buy elf ears at Walmart. Um, but like, am I going to get a, like a badge, like a shirt? I mean, they don't have com badges in original series. But now if you have a 3D printer, you just print a com badge. Um, yeah, well, you're right. All, and all the little pips and things you can put on on a pips on and the things, or or if people want to do like a um, you know, some video game character like Nova or something like that. Um, maybe not Samus because that's a full suit, but like they can make big, you know, arm bracers and all that uh, kind of stuff, and they don't have to like carve it out of foam and whatever stuff they used to do they could 3d print it and it all looks super i mean it probably all still has to be painted and stuff it's well they can a lot of work. they can still carve it out of foam but, i've seen them do they do still do that like a lot like for the larger pieces and the pauldrons and things like that i'm like that's right i mean it's 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 like anything you you hone your craft over just doing it again and again and, and it's not like you have to do like 20 years of stuff but you know you you just if you watch anything, you can even watch them on TikTok. Let's say, for example, a bracer or a, or a pauldron. Just the, it's like a shoulder guard. It, mm. You know, they just cut it out of a block, and then they just whittle it down to be kind of a rounder shape. But then, you know, trim it a little more, and then trim it a little more, and then, you know, sand it, and then trim it a little more. And it's just, it's just like, it's literally just like whittling. That, you know, you just do it enough, and then the piece kind of comes alive, and it's pretty, it's just really cool. And it does take a lot of talent. Um, but anybody can do it these days with the 3D printer and the affordable plastic stuff or the foam stuff. Um, but still, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of skill. And these people who do it, like on the Comic Con stages and stuff, are incredible, incredible. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I would have loved to do it. I think that I I could actually do the the foam parts and the and the the 3D printing and all those things. It's the the real good parts are the ones that do sewing, right? That actually know how to mm. sew all the all the things together, and right. that's those are the ones that are really good. True. Um, it makes me want to go watch some of those TikToks now. Ugh. That reminds me of almost switched topics with or my timer, which I should have done when we switched to Halloween, but it's fine. I'll do <laughs> it later. Um, the anime from oh. A couple seasons ago, I don't remember exactly. Um, it's called My Dress Up Darling. 
Okay. I think I think we've probably talked about this before. Like like a lot of anime, it has a kind of suspicious or sus title. Right? You're like, okay. what is this? Like it sounds a little uh uh horny, shall we say. Um but the premise of the story is, of course, high schoolers, because it's anime, and 90% of anime is high schoolers. I'm making that number up. Don't quote me. Um, <laughs> but you're, you're not wrong. Did I lose you? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Test, test. Okay. okay. Your, your audio cut out for a second. Okay, oh, so the, prem- the premise of the show is there's... A young boy, high school, he's raised by his grandpa. And his grandpa makes um, these dolls. They're like, the best comparison in the West is like porcelain dolls you see on like grandma's shelf. But these are, they're, they look sort of like geisha. And I'm sure I'm mixing all kinds of metaphors with that. But um, <laughs> Creepy. Creepy is what I hear. These, they're, not, they're not kid dolls. They're like put on a shelf dolls. They have big voluminous skirts right. and little hair you know there's a stick with a head and you paint the face on and he's grown up doing this as his hobby it's like one thing that he loves that he learned from his grandpa and he wants to do it the best that he can and he goes to school and there's a girl who um uh they would call a gyaru or or gal like um, yeah you know her hair is dyed blonde and her uniform is all kind of like jacket tied around the waist and real casual you know um like preppy kind of like seems like someone he would have no no interaction with at all right like she's a cool kid and he's a he's a sort of geek right and she's super into cosplay and is also very outspoken about you know don't judge people for what they like they're not hurting you let them like what they like and She catches him in the sewing club room because Japanese schools have all these clubs. And there is no sewing club, but he uses the sewing club room to sew and make clothes for these little dolls that he makes. And (laughs) sounds very creepy. And so she, you know, like bursts in on him thinking there's nobody in the room and he's he freaks out, right? Like she's gonna know that I have this hobby and everyone's gonna gonna judge me. And Instead, she is super impressed that he knows how to sew because she doesn't know anybody who knows how to sew. And she's trying to make a costume for herself, but she can't sew. She doesn't have any sew. She's a high school girl. And so they bond, and it's very wholesome, and he makes costumes for her, and it's a really Ah, good show. Nice. Yeah. um, It's like uh, like Ms. Marvel, right? Don't they? She has a friend that they bond over. I mean, they knew it before, but they they make her Mar- Miss Marvel costume, remember? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So same kind of thing, but but the anime is probably much better. <laughs> uh, I I liked Miss Marvel; it was a good show. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of that, you watched the. I think you watched the end of She Hulk, right? That's been been out. How 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 I, do you feel about I the did. end of that show? Yeah. Um, I liked it. Did you? Yeah. Did you finish it? Did you watch it all? I did. I did not. I, I mean, I, I will I, now that it's over and it's all done. I'm, I'll sit down and watch it. The last time I saw it was a wedding. There was a wedding. I think was going oh, on. You're, you're a fair ways behind then. Yeah, 
and, and that's what uh, the I don't I don't know if there's a theme or if it's supposed to be a thing or if it's supposed to be just episodic because I, I, I can't say that what I was trying to say was that if there's if there's a like where I'm at in the story I don't know if there is a story I mean you could probably tell me that is is there like a, an arc across the season a little bit it's um it's a little bit more like a lot of network TV where um, there's not necessarily a case of the week, but there's kind of a story of the week. And, yes. and then there are a couple of threads arcs that run throughout the season. Yeah. Um, I think our buddy Justin called it the most episodic of the Marvel streamers, saving maybe the first half of WandaVision. Okay. Yeah. Like episodic doesn't feel like a strong enough word for that. Like the first four or five episodes of WandaVision were literal episodes in different decades. Like, um, uh, to to the extreme. Um, I, I think back at that and I think I, I can't say how well, well done, how I can't understate how well done that was not just from like the episodes, but if you remember back when that was out, how, as the first three or four episodes went on, they kind of like leaked a little bit here and there. Like she would have mm-hmm. a little lip or something or someone would look wrong and you just didn't know what was going on. And we didn't know what the show was about or anything at all. If it was just, this was just episodes and that was just so, so well done now in retrospect, knowing that it actually did have a whole arc and it wasn't just episodes, but anyway, I, I digress. So this one, yeah, it, it has, it has that, um, like, the buddies are off doing something else while Jen's off doing this. And then those stories all wrap up at the end type thing. Right? Kind of. Kind of. Um, I'll say in general, because I don't want to spoil any of where the story's going. I think you'll like the rest of it, at least the last two episodes. I don't know okay. if you have how many you have between uh, the wedding and those two, I think there's at least one. Okay. Um, I always kind of describe it the same way. Like, um, I like the lead, Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. And I don't know. I've never read a Hulk comic or a She-Hulk comic. Um, so I have no connection to the source. Uh, everything right. I know is things that you have told me. And the MCU, Bruce Banner, we've seen already. Um Ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I did I've see read, the Ed Norton one, but it's been a long time ago. I picked and, up one of the comics, and so I think I've read one, maybe one and a half. So that's, right. that's about it. And so I get that, like, it's a difficult, the premise is, is difficult, like, for Hulk in general, and then to have She-Hulk is weird, too. Um, and I think that the writers intentionally had a lot of fun with it. I think there are, because there's so much comedy in it, um, some of it is funny and some of it is groan-worthy or cringe-worthy or whatever worthy you want to apply to it. Some of the jokes land and some of them don't. Um, yeah. That's kind of the nature of comedy. Um, yeah. And so I went into it expecting very little. I feel like with a handful of exceptions, um most of the Marvel streamers have been, you know, kind of stinkers with a few good moments. I really enjoyed Miss Marvel pretty much all the way through. Um, 
Moon Knight had its had its moments, but for the most part was kind of ponderous to me. Like there was yeah. just the scope of it was too broad or something. I don't know what my issue was with yeah. that. Um, we've talked at length about Falcon and Winter Soldier, how it was just kind of a mess. With a lot I of I don't even remember that. I remember there was a thread of they picked a different Captain America. But I don't remember much yeah. about the entire thing now. It's now that I like, think that's pretty. Says they a lot brought right back Zemo and tried to make him a good guy, and they had these sort of freedom fighters, the flag, anti flags, oh, or whatever yeah, they were. Like that. Um, okay. And like all the nation, because all the nation borders became real fluid during the blip, and then things wanted to go back, but people didn't want. It was just all like didn't feel very thought out. Um, yeah. And so, anyway, all of that to say, I got to this show and I'm like, I'm kind of expecting this to be bad. I'm kind of expecting it to be dumb at the very least. And so when the jokes are a little dumb, I'm like, okay, that's dumb. And then sometimes they're dumb, but I laugh because it's funny and she's breaking the fourth wall. And yes, the visual effects are pretty bad. Um, but, you know, I to, mo- to most be of fair, that stuff... To be fair, they're not any much worse than like what Hulk himself is. Like, she's not great. The, the She Hulk isn't great looking. Right. But neither. But really, neither is Smart Hulk. Like, he still right. looks plasticky even in the movies. Like, yeah. one hundred. Granted, he's a big green guy. Okay, sure. But we've right, seen the right. Hulk multiple times on television and on movies and different iterations, and the current smart hulk looks not great um in all forms so to to be fair to she hulk she looks about the same so yeah yeah that's that's fair and i'll and i'll tiny spoiler tell you that in the last episode they open with a sort of recreation tribute of the lou ferrigno incredible hulk oh cool uh which which i never watched but you know i hear about from my parents um And and I thought that was pretty funny. It really, really drives home, like, the change in the advancement in visual effects over the last, whatever, 40 years. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, wasn't great. I think, for me, probably a solid, like, 7.5, um, okay. which is which is probably higher than average. I would expect most of our friends to give it like between a six and a seven. Yeah. I, I, I had, I've said on the show before, I've dropped out cause it wasn't interesting to me and I didn't quite understand what's going and all the, all the reasons you kind of said, but, um, and I just could not get, get into it. But I, you know what? I've said that for a couple shows before and then they, they land at the end or something. So I definitely don't, give up on a thing there's not one i've given up and i'll and i'll watch the end of this one because you know i i gotta remember that i gotta don't jump to early conclusions because you just never know how that how it plays out um and but um it's not i do know that it's not doing well but i don't like to listen to critics or um i guess i do like the audience scores on rotten tomato but um hopefully they'll They'll, you know, maybe get a second season and learn. But I don't want to say that because I, I want to watch the, the rest of it see, and get my take on that one. But it sounds like it it, in, it ended okay. And I, I heard some people say I've, I'm staying away from the spoiler chat we have. But um, generally non-spoiler things seem that some people like the last couple episodes. 
Um, so I'll have to watch that one. Um, I don't know what's coming out next. Disney's a, I mean, not Disney. Marvel's a weird place right now. That I can't remember if we talked mm-hmm. last week about they have delayed a lot of their shows by like a year. Like their whole timeline got shifted. Um, right. And I don't know. It just, I mean, I think everybody kind of feels the same that this phase is the multiversal saga is kind of meandering. Um, and sure. while Feige's all excited about it, it's just, it's just kind of a weird thing. There's, there's no like through line or excitement and, and I'll, and I'll, I'll be the one to say it. I miss, you know, Iron Man. I miss Robert Downey Jr. I miss Chris Evans. I miss, you know, the, the cool Thor. Um, yeah. But, I mean, we've, We've talked about this a couple times. Like, I think the combination of losing... I mean, I don't i don't know that they all started super charismatic. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans were both had pretty solid starts. Um, right. You know, Robert Downey Jr. was an established actor. I mean, he was fresh off rehab, so that right. plays into it. But he was already well-known at that point. Chris Evans, you know, the projects he did beforehand were pretty... Um, were pretty bad. I mean, well, Fantastic Four. Let's sure. that. Uh, but he, he, he was, was actually the best one in that one. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. He was the strongest uh, performance in Fantastic Four, the one he was in. Um, right. And of course, over almost two decades of having those characters, maybe call it like ten, fifteen years. Um, you know, everybody got to know and love those characters. So each movie was like coming back and seeing your friends, your old pals. Um, yeah. And so losing those characters was a big hit. Um, coupled with the the intense like crescendo of Infinity War and Endgame building this expectation. I mean, we talked about this a month or so ago, you know, about people's... Um, you know, reaction expectation to the new movies and and TV series or streamers in this what is it phase four? I yeah, forget I so, which yeah. which was which is which what phase we're in. Um, you know that we're like, oh, this is cool, but it's not advancing the story. Like for years, the movies were not advanced. Like the movie was the movie, and maybe there was a tag that was some hint, or there was a little something. Like maybe there were breadcrumbs dropped in between, but people didn't know though notice those until later when stuff started to come together. Yeah. But Infinity War and Endgame were so good that every every movie, every new project, were like, mm, "Is this a thing? What's the thing? Who's the new bad guy? What's the what's the big what's the MacGuffin in this? It just didn't tell me." And yeah, so and, and it, you have this combination of like it's a big shift to move to to lose all your stars and try to pick back up with new ones and well and then of course we had um Chadwick Boseman passing. Yeah, was, I was going to say Chadwick was a big loss too. Um uh which you know not to not to belittle that but you know also hurt you know just from an entertainment perspective. Um yeah. And and to try to go back into a normal kind of entertainment vibe from this big, big story thing with with the Infinity Saga, um, I think just yet a combination of of high expectation and you know just inability to to meet that 
to even come close to meeting those those astronomical expectations um you know just results in a lot of disappointment um, yeah and, and you, you we would have you know for most for the most part they were standalone movies with the occasional crossover type stuff right and the crossovers felt like epic type things because they were like the uh, civil war for example you know like a big huge right. epic thing um or tony stark showing up in spider-man right like the, those were mm-hmm. big weighted things and we did have you know wanda crossing over into um dr strange but the problem mm-hmm. is is that i think some of these characters aren't like just they aren't standing they aren't standing good on their own like they're just okay you know same like say for example she hulk she's just okay right would I would my mind be blown if she crosses over with, I mean I guess she's with the Hulk and crosses over with the Avengers maybe you know but I don't I don't know how that would work out it would be weird um and but she had Guardians of the Galaxy do it you know that's another thing too is like Guardians of the Galaxies feel like they've been played out a little bit they they were funny for the first one second one error you know and then they were the kind of the jokes later on um yeah. So, well, and they were used a lot in in Endgame, so right, yeah, and for, uh, uh, in an odd way, because like um, the one of the main characters was um, uh, Nebula, right, and she was more, mm-hmm. she's not the funny, goofy one of them, um, which they're they're funny and goofy. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know this this next phase. There's just no, I I already thought Doctor Strange was going to be the big one to do it, but. It was just kind of meh, um, and it was fine, uh, but, you know, weird. And th- they talk about, a, you know, the next Avengers movie is going to come out. I'm like, well, I don't really know anything that the Avengers would come together to fight, right? I don't know what thing would be a big thing that they'd have to come together and fight. There's no through-line I mean, story or still, anything. I mean, they're still setting up this, this scroll stuff, right? I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. That's I don't know what's going on with, with stuff. That's mm-hmm. one of the big, big things is that I don't, I don't. There's no like, they all talk to each other and they all cross over, but it doesn't feel like there's a big deal. I, I'm always wondering. They always, you know, the world excited about the Avengers. Kind of, you watch Ms. Marvel and they're all like Avenger Con and do Avengers, but like, what are the Avengers even doing? Who is even is an Avenger right now? H- how does the news, the local news, know what Ms. Marvel is doing when she's never on the planet, right? Or Thor. You know, um, who who even Captain is an Marvel. Avenger right now? It, yeah, did I say something? Somebody else? I said you said Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Sorry, Captain Marvel. You know, uh, who? How do they even know who an Avenger is right now? Right. You know, I, I don't know. I always wonder how people knew what happened. They all talk about like they knew what happened with Thanos and the big fight in Thanos. Like, who 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 recorded that? Was there somebody you know like an, an embedded camera guy <laughs> recording it that the world saw or what? But Anyway, I don't. I don't. The, moving forward, I, I don't know what. I can't remember right now, off the top of my head, what's next. Um, I know we have to watch Werewolf by Night, which is not. It's a Marvel comic book, but I don't know if it's a a Marvel thing. Uh, hmm. It might just be like a special Halloween one-off type thing, but I, I really don't know. Um, yeah, I haven't seen gotta, any of that one. That. I know we're. Um... We're getting the Marvels at some point. I don't know if that's a movie or a streamer. Yeah, and and because of this delay, everything's getting pushed back so long. We're not going to see a whole lot. The next one we're going to see is um, Wakanda Forever, which is coming out real soon. Next oh, right, couple right, weeks, right. I saw trailers in, in November, and and that looks that looks pretty good. But 
it's just still, you know, it's difficult to see. There's going to be a lot of judging happening here by people, right? Sure. They, they're replacing they, – they're doing what they said they weren't going to do, and they weren't going to replace Chadwick, right? They weren't right. going to name a new Black Panther. And sure as crud, right in the trailer, there's a new Black Panther. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame them for – I think they should have a new – I think they should have honestly just recast him. Um, no one can replace Chadwick Boseman, but, you know, I just think they should just re- recast, they recast other characters and it, it's okay. I um, mean, he doesn't have to be recast, but he didn't have, he didn't wear the mantle at the beginning, right? Like he took it when his father died. Right. Um, but like T'Challa is, is a, is a pretty big Marvel character. It's kind of like Peter Parker. If, you know, whatever that what's the kid's name that plays Peter Parker if something happened to him or he quit and then just never doing Spider-Man again you're like right okay or you know never doing a Peter Parker anymore um anyway uh yeah I don't know what, what the future is for Marvel it's fine right now I it, it's this the sad part for me is that I'm not terribly I don't have this excitement that I used to have with Marvel like we're looking forward to the next movie. What's going to happen? I'm, I'm an X Men fan, and I am not looking forward to the X Men because I just think they're going to make it a big, <laughs> emo teenage, you know, woe is me type thing. Or, or what could be even worse is that they tr- they make it a a political statement, which is a lot of people will argue that's what the X Men have been since the '60s. I mean, yeah, that's that that was that was sort of my reaction. I think. I think but I hate that. I don't. Marvel... I don't think we need that right now. I, th- I think if anybody comes out and starts preaching to people, like Disney starts preaching to people, yeah. it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, I get that. It's a little bit, you know, like uh, this is a dismissive statement, but like read the room, right? Like, right. What do people have? What do they need? Needs feels like a strong word, but like, what is the culture and what does the culture want? Or if you prefer, what does the culture need? I'm putting quotes <laughs> around that. Um, right. Like, in the 80s, we wanted a certain kind of fantasy, a certain kind of superhero. In the yeah. 90s, we wanted something different. In the early 2000s, when the original X-Men movie started, we wanted something different. We didn't want colorful, crazy 80s X-Men. We wanted something right. a little more Matrixy. A little more, right. let's go black and broody and a little, not quite emo, like they're still having fun with stuff, but right. a little more grim, um, you know, sort of in the in the wake of 9-11 and stuff going on at the culture right. and the, with Wolverine in the culture at the time. Stuff, right. And now we're not in that culture. We're in a different, we're still sort of coming out of a, a difficult time with the pandemic, but yeah, who who knows? As far as the like stuff being pushed back pushed back i did have a thought on that it's it reminds me of um early in the star wars prequel stuff when sequel stuff when they were making the um force awakens and right and and those other movies where people were like oh you know disney's gonna do all these star wars movies and people are gonna get fatigued and i was like why will they get fatigued people love star wars why would they not love too much star wars which was a ridiculous reaction for me to have because I got into Star Trek in the 90s when Star yeah. Trek was running two, three shows at a time plus right. making movies. And by the time they got to like 
let's re let's do a prequel and go back and watch uh you know the very first enterprise fly through space and people are like uh no, no. like people <laughs> watched it it ran four seasons but you know like you get diminishing returns people do get fatigued and even if they're not like fatigued is a weird word for it um but what really happens is you can't uh it's like the it's like the triangle pick three right like fast yeah. good and cheap oh right yeah and you, sure. you you pick two um you can't have you can but it's exceedingly rare to have both quality and quantity right it's why right. they're usually on the spectrum where one's at one and and the other's at the other um that's what spectrum means i don't need to explain right. that um <laughs> And if you are just cranking stuff out, yeah, people are going to get kind of bored and they're going to get nitpicky and they're going to go, okay, this is fine, but WandaVision was better and that was just last year or whatever. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a Hollywood executive, but it seems to me, just from a fan perspective, that you do better to spread it out to to you know and of course along with it like don't just spread it out and also make it kind of mediocre spread it out and put more time into it let it cook a little longer as they say get the get the writing good get some you know more quality writing and you know make something good once a year instead of like five mediocre projects a year yeah and my... and so along with that you you mentioned good writing, good directing. Something that they're they've done that I'm not sure working out so well is that they they pick these different directors, right? So uh, Taika oh, Waititi yeah, yeah. and James Gunn and you know these people that 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 he he chose to make these movies, right? And mm-hmm. um, they they were great. They did a good job. But what's proving a track record is that they're staying with them because they did a good job. And th- sure, their sure. second or third outings aren't as good as their first initial outings. And I think that might be because it's new, it's fresh, it's something, it's not what you expected, right? But then, and then they just take that thing and they ratchet it up in the next one, like with Thor or something like that, they just ratchet it up on the next one. Or they ratchet it up with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And, and you're like, well, it's not new. Now you're just, you know, you, you took me from left field and that was surprising and interesting, but it's just not, it's not, you're not getting better. I think what I would like to see is them to pick different directors and get some fresh yeah. ideas in just the same way that they did before with these. Yeah. I mean, directors. In, in some cases, like we talked at length about um, Thor love and thunder where it's mm-hmm. just like nothing against Taika Waititi, but he was just clearly not the fit for the tone of that movie. Um, yeah. The, you know, the, the Jane parts of the, of the story. Um, well, my, and so that's my thoughts, part of it. Like, yeah. like just like casting, like pick the right person for the job, you know, based on talent, based on ability. It's like we used to say, which is still true, over and over about Zack Snyder versus, um, you know, whatever projects he's working on. Like, yes, he's great to make Watchmen. He's not great to make Superman. Um, yeah. And so there's, well, well, there's some of yeah. that. And there's also the thing you're talking about where the style gets tired, right? Like, um, you know, everybody loved Joss Whedon for a long time and 
Right. Now he's been canceled, so I don't know, whatever. But just just from the perspective of his work, from his writing, after a while, after Firefly and a couple of other shows, after Avengers 1 and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever other Marvel movies he made that I can't remember off the top of my head, eventually people got to be like, uh, okay, can we, can we, we've had enough of this like fast quippy dialogue. Can you, can we get something, get something new, get something a little less uh, exhausting? Right. Um, they, well, they, they used to have like Kevin, uh, even with these different directors, you, you, Taika and James Gunn and, and, and uh, um, who, guy you just said, I think his name, um, he just said it's Joss mm-hmm. Whedon. And you get these directors in there, and they're good, and they're, they've got their own style. But they're doing Marvel movies, and that comes with it. And you, if you go back and watch their interviews, there's a, a amount of pressure with that, right? Like, I don't want to screw this up, right? And Marvel has Marvel, like Kevin Feige was very much like, this is what this movie is going to be, like this is what must happen in this movie, right? They were very mm. like uh, doing, telling them what to do, and then and then the directors added their flair right like they it was kind of like marvel had 50 percent of the the story and the characters and the thing now you add your other 50 percent and the 50 percent of the directors 20 percent of them was still wanting to make sure marvel liked them right wanting to Mm. do the right job so you you get you get a movie that's like 70 percent the marvel formula 30 percent the flavor and then what has happened is that because that was a success Kevin, the producers, Kevin Feige and, and team, has let the let them do the next movies just carte blanche, whatever they want, with very mm-hmm. little reins, like twenty percent of control. Now it's eighty percent Taika Waititi or eighty percent James Gunn, and and now they're 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 like the chains are off, and they're making their kind of movie, right? And mm-hmm. and then you get a what you get is a Ryan Johnson making a Star Wars movie in the middle of a, a series type stuff. Um, sure. So so they. I would like to see them. I think the directors are, are splitting anyway. Like I said, I think Taika probably will. This will be his last one he did. I think James Gunn is definitely. It's the last Guardians of the Galaxy he's doing. Um, I think that they'll. I think Coogler is that his name? The guy that's doing Wakanda Forever, or um, I don't know. I don't know what with this. You know, this is a chance to see how good he does without Chadwick. Um, but I, I'd like to see them just get new ones in. And just, you know, they, they did a good job picking them before, getting new ones in, trusting in your formula, and, and you're good. Uh, I want to just change the subject again. We were speaking a little bit about uh, um, exhausted, uh, exhausting the subject matter and then um, Star Trek. And what do you think of – that's a really bad thing to lead this with – of Lower Decks this season? I – say that i i have to say it's not exhausting i still enjoy lower decks i think it's funny um but it's getting less chatter these days because um i don't i i think the word exhausting is right but i still like it how do you feel yeah, about lower decks that's, that's like i still enjoy as well. the characters you know but i yeah. i don't know much more they can do with them they're not as interesting i guess there's nothing new happening kind of yeah yeah it's a weird it's a weird sort of thing because you're like um you know it's a show built on fan service right like yeah you really 
don't like you can follow it with pretty limited trek knowledge i've shown it to some of my younger siblings who i don't i mean they definitely except for that deep space nine episode that 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 if you don't watch that show you have no idea what's going on now (laughs) yeah there's there's a whole deep space nine episode that you could probably follow um but it's it's just packed full of of you know, D Space Nine references, all this banter. Yeah, that that Kira one is and was in uh, work and, and yeah, like if you don't know those characters, nothing lands right on right. that one. And I I I do love that they got at least two of the um the original actors to come back and do voice work for those uh right. Kira and Quirk. Um and so yeah, it's like you know, from one episode to the next, uh, it's just a different sort of sort of shtick. Um, the most recent one I saw, they did the movie thing again. Um, oh, I just watched that one. Yeah, yeah, which was which is pretty funny. Like they're calling yeah. back to the movie uh, one from the first season, um, and it's all you know, it's all very self aware. It's all very meta, which it always has been. Right, like, um, um. What's the what's the main girl's name? Um, uh, Mariner. Mariner is has has always been this sort of like, uh, not really fan fan girl, but you know knows all this famous all the famous characters in the canon. Oh, right. It's basically set yeah. far enough forward that everything everything in the shows, everything in the series is, has happened, yeah. and you know so you have Boimler like. Uh, uh, you know, nervous fanboy obsessed and revering all these historical characters where Mariner is much more like, oh yeah, that guy, he was kind of a dick or whatever. Mm-hmm, right. um, and so because of that, because the characters are, are have, you know, pretty comprehensive knowledge of the, of the canon that we know, um, they can just drop all these names and, and references, but then still, at its best, when it's at its best, uh, tell an interesting story about who these characters are, what they're struggling with, and it's a much more, you know, it's called Lower Decks. Like, it's a more grounded story. Like, they're dealing with more personal um, um, struggles and, uh, and uh, you know, a little bit of existential kind of stuff that you know we got sometimes in in the 90s uh shows but usually yeah. there was something big you know there was some big flashy alien of the week story going on to, and and lord x still does that a little bit but yeah. not as much because the characters are not in charge right they're not right at the helm like do, every once in a while they'll you know be up there involved in some way but usually not um, yeah, I I, I like I, so, I guess they, yeah I ahead. agree with what, I agree with what you're saying with with that and I think that's actually the strength of the series is that as goofy as it can be it does have that you know that I like I said before I like the characters I like like Mariner had an arc and I don't think everybody needs to have an arc but these characters did like almost all of them have and um they they I've said this before they kind of ended the all their arcs kind of completed last season and then this mm. season it goes from place to place now i really liked the last episode where 
Um, it was the movie thing again. And Boimler had a big thing that happened to him there. Like that was a something big happened in that one. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. And it um, that's one of the reasons I think I really liked that episode. It had funny you know, things all the way throughout it. It was, you know, um, just had good jokes and callbacks and nostalgia stuff, but then actually had a few like little emotional points to that makes you like the characters more. And that one, that episode kind of brought the season three back around for me. Like, Oh, I'm that one was better. The deep space nine one was just straight up, you know, for the fans and, and nostalgia of, of deep space nine people. And then the other ones before that were just okay. They just felt like, okay to me. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but this other one brought it back in and I still like it. It's still, it's still goofy. And I, I do like the characters um, and they're, and they're really fun, but um it's it you know I guess maybe they've played a lot of the the, the Trekkie jokes out, um, but we'll see. You know it's it's okay. Next up, I don't know what comes up next for Star Trek. I'm thinking it's Discovery maybe, but don't they have this? Oh, it's Picard. I think is the next That's after this one. Three. Yeah. Yeah. I heard. I can't remember where this was. I had read that they're actually going to create live action lower deck people. And they're gonna, or they're gonna like the Cerritos is gonna make an appearance in one of the shows, so they'll actually be really in Star Trek, not just the cartoon oh, part. You know, I did hear about that. I don't know where where that where would happen. I mean, obviously, if you have some kind of temporal rift or whatever, you can do whatever you want. But right, there are no Picard is the only um, one I can think of. I mean, Picard is the closest, and it's still like a couple decades after the the Next Generation movies. I mean, I guess it could be. That's about the only thing that makes sense. Because, Except, like, Riker I mean, is Riker is in Lower Decks, right? Yeah, so, Riker's Riker's still serving in Lower Decks. So right. So you uh, could have a you could have before. a a Boimler as a full on like grown up type person. That's like, true, yeah. I you guess. know, or or you or could show he doesn't the, even have to. The Cerritos yeah. characters older. Yeah, or or you don't even need to show them. Uh, you could do like they do in in Discovery, where you just have you know a bunch of ships and you see the Cerritos fly by, right? Yeah, which kind of which would it confirm it as, as a thing. As small as that, yeah. Yeah, and it would confirm it as like, hey, this is actual canon and not not canon type stuff. You know, not. Just I mean, joking. they have. They have Riker in it, so I think that's it's canon. But yeah. and I mean, it could always be Elseworlds type type thing. Uh, I like there was a joke Mariner made about um, the the Kelvin verse in in this last one, which was pretty pretty great. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. a complete thing that that uh, branches our universe to make a something. Yeah, that was a good bit. That, that was a good bit. Um, and I I do like the, the 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 voice actors for the thing. They're all they're all pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. Mariner's still amazing. I like Tendi a lot. Um, oh, I know. I watched one with Peanut Hamper, and that yes. one was just very okay. Um, it was weird. I don't know how I feel like it was that one. interesting. Yeah, it was interesting in the wake of. Um, of Orville season three, just oh. the like thinking about and talking about uh, first contact and technological advancement and all of that stuff. I mean, it was very silly in the way 
Lower Decks is. And it was a weird sort of bottle episode. Um, it felt too serious. Like, not too It yeah. just felt like they were the whole thing. It felt, one, on one hand, really, really corny. Like, they were really goofy. But yes. then they were goofy while trying to be serious. And until the very end, of course. But Yeah, it, it, it was very... That's a good way to describe it. Just very odd, tonally speaking. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know what... And then all of a sudden they had the, like the, the the weird sex scene in there. And I was like, what what is happening in this sh- oh, in this yeah. this episode is That's going on? You know, I mean, so it was yeah. Lower decks has always been more um, uh, daring with that stuff than even even discovery. Like, I understand sure. why that was the case in the '90s, right? It was network TV, and you know, we were still dealing with um, certain kinds of. I say censorship but but mm-hmm. regulations oh, yeah. in right. that in that regard and now like the shows are streaming which i guess the first couple seasons of discovery were still on um oh right yeah cbs, CBS right so um although i think i think even then it might have been exclusive cbs all access but maybe it didn't start that yeah. way i don't remember um but even that and picard are not are not too daring with that. Strange New Worlds pushes it a little more, um, but still not more than like I don't know your typical TV fourteen uh, yeah. show that's really for adults. Um, and I don't mean adults like adult film. I mean you know, right. yeah, it's not it's not a show for teenagers um, sure. or teenagers. It's not a show for fourteen year olds. Fourteen. Um, Again, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm trying that. to say. Tr- trying to say with that, but you know, Lower Decks had the the weird owlbear things, which I think was in season two, uh, Mugatu, Mubatu, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if you remember that episode. Um, there's some there's some monsters from original series that they go down there and uh, yeah. The, the, the now they got these bird, bird people as yeah. like a big a big yeah. thing. So so weird. Just just that it's was, just so weird. Um, that, that yeah, that episode was just was weird, all over the place. Weird. Um, I I like that you brought up uh, um, the Orville. Now that um, that's a series that I actually want to go back and watch again. Like that's a hmm. I, it, that series just defies every expectations I had for it at all times. I, I never expected to be anything good, and then I really expected this last season to be terrible, and then it ended right. up being phenomenal um and obviously i want to go back and watch strange new worlds too that that's something that i can you know i think that's something for me as a guy who regularly watches things on repeat if if i don't want to watch it again even a year later or i have no interest in it i think that to me that speaks a lot to the show not not all not not everything because some things need to only be watched once like titanic or something um but um a, a series for me is one that I'll want to watch and watch episodes or, or something like that. And, and if I look, think back and like, Oh, I totally forgot about that or something then like discovery right now, I don't feel any reason to watch the last season or remember anything about season two or care to so that that to me speaks things. Right. Whereas I want to mm-hmm. watch strange new worlds. I want to watch all the episodes again. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know that I I mean I don't do enough repeat watching to use that as a as a barometer. Um with like heavy sci-fi or or 
drama kind of shows. Mm. For me, it probably comes down to like if I'll watch it again some years later with somebody who's never seen it. Um, right? Like I've shown people the first couple episodes of Battlestar Galactica like three or four times and I uh, rewatched the whole thing with my dad like I don't know, three, four years ago. Um so that's probably one of those for me. Um I don't know. I'm just not a big repeat watcher. Like I have so much new stuff to watch. Um, yeah. My like, my my I, I should be fair I should be fair in that my re- repeat watching is all is most often like in the background. It's not like that I a lot yeah. of times I'll sit sit and watch watch a whole thing. It's always I want something to be played. I want to like set the mood of the room or what I'm doing. And then I'll, I'll put something at star Wars at night or a star Trek while working, something like that. That's, that's typically how I, I repeat watch. Sure. Um, speaking of stuff, and I don't know if we want to talk this, it's not on our list here today. Did you, have you caught up to Andor at all? Uh, I think I'm two episodes in. Okay. Let's, um, let's wait to talk about that show until it's done. Cause I think okay. it's one of those ones that it's like a movie. It feels like a movie that, it's all one thing. Um, yeah, it, it feels very Rogue One-ish, right? I mean, and it, it, to talk about Rogue One halfway through would be not right. So sure. Um, and I think there's only like one more episode left of that one, so we can watch An- watch Andor um, next week. Uh, oh, before next week, you want to talk about our show this week? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Okay, this week we watched Hocus Pocus 2 from 2022. It was like a couple weeks ago at most. Your name was brought up uh, jokingly, despairingly in, in our house. You, you, yeah, yeah. I saw, <laughs> I saw you and, and your fiancé at the tailgate Saturday, and you guys were complaining about being forced to watch this movie. We, we, we were joking, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we watched, this is a sequel, obviously it has two in the, in the title. Uh, we watched the original 1993 film, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago, uh, around this time of year, Halloween time. Um, and... I think my review of that one was it's not for me. It's like I don't mean like right. that I don't like it. I think it was like it's not made for me. I think if mm-hmm. I go back and watch that one, um, and, yeah, and that's why I didn't have much to is, comment about that. Is very much of a, a product of its time. It's a Disney movie from the early '90s. Um, it's you know a lot of focus on kids, the you know the young teens, the boy and the girl that he meets. Uh, that they're they're sort of romantic subplot. Uh, with some, you know, very goofy adults in Bette Midler, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. And really goofy part adults, right? Yeah. And this movie, I don't know. See, I talked to you at that tailgate before I watched it, and so I had pretty... Oh, you like, hadn't watched it? That's not... Oh, no, I hadn't said anything. I hadn't seen it yet, so I had no spoilers except this vibe of like... Uh, <laughs> that we oh, this is said gonna anything. Be, this is going to be pretty bad. So here's what I did. Um, we should. I watched said one episode. I watched one episode of Rings of Power, and then I took a little bit of a break, like twenty minutes, half hour. Made some popcorn, uh, and I put this movie on. And then after it was done, I watched the finale 
of Rings of Power. Um, That's so I weird. Oddly too. Sort of. It's, sort uh... of bookended it. Our our buddy Fox had finished <laughs> the series, and he was very excited to talk to somebody about it. And I was like, "All right, well, it's Sunday night, so I have to watch uh, the movie for the podcast." Um, but my, I mean, because I recognize that the original was a movie that I enjoyed when I saw it once, and it was probably a couple years old when I saw it. And even at the time, I was like, "This isn't really for me," but it's you know, goofy, dumb, fun, whatever. But not you know not by any means a cinematic masterpiece or even something that uh you know that anyone would call legitimately good right uh my expectations for this were pretty low right i was like this is gonna be dumb it's gonna be silly and that'll be what it is uh right i do think um it's strengthened by having no romantic subplots yeah, um, that's, that's very true. I'm glad there was none of that. The 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 young people are still important. They're still the sort of drivers of the story. Mm-hmm. But their only dilemma is this, like, they used to be a trio and had a falling out with a third girl. And um, just from a misunderstanding, you know, it seems just like from a misunderstanding all... that they that they resolve in the end. It's not I mean, it's the tension between those three characters, but it's in the in the scope of the film. It's very minor. Um, and you know, the jokes are still dumb. The, uh, you know, at first when I, when I saw them do it, I was like, wait, she's really going to fly on a couple of Roombas. Like really? Uh, but it, I mean, that, that, that sounds like hocus pocus like that. Right. That's about right. Exactly. Like, like it's, it's the kind of joke they would do. They, they sort of walk together and it's funny. Um, and yeah, I I thought it was fine. There were there were jokes that I laughed and a lot of jokes that I groaned. Um and what uh what else did I have? Well, yeah, oh, we... um your 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 guy, uh or your guy, my guy, Doug Jones is in the Oh, movie. is that who it was? I thought I wasn't sure if that I, for some reason I thought it was Bill Nye, but it's a Doug Jones it does the zombie, yeah, it's the 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 zombie reanimated. Oh, that's corpse. funny. Um, um, yeah. Well, I, I tried, so I I was a little kind of excited to watch this one from uh, that that I have the target audience in my house, like at least one of the two sure. girls that that I that live in my house should enjoy this show. Mm. The eleven year old or the sixteen year old, right? Um, right. And right, I right. I just like pulling teeth to get them to watch it. And then ultimately they snuck away when they were wanting to watch it. They mm-hmm. they had no interest in it. And then Lola watched it for five minutes, maybe maybe ten, and then left. Like even for her, the jokes were like, "I don't get this. Like I don't, I don't mm. know what they're doing." It, it 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 almost she's eleven, so she's in like sixth grade. And right. to her, it was like, okay, they're really dumb and goofy. Um, which, which I think, just I would be cynical about this this generation nowadays when they're all <laughs> watching YouTube and stuff like that. They still kids do dumb things. And they're still dumb kids, phones but and their you know baggy pants. When you used to and... be really limited in the, the TV shows you could watch, right? Uh, because there wasn't anything on. You know, mm-hmm. Goofy was you know it, it 
it landed a little bit differently. And then you had to watch it over and over again because that was the only thing you could you could watch on TV multiple times. Um, so now that if something's really dumb, kids just stop watching and they'll switch, you know, they've got ADHD and they'll switch to something else. Um, but yeah, the, a lot neither, of those the, neither of the girls wanted to watch it at all. Um, so Shelly sat down and watched it with me. And I think she, we both had the same thing. You said it was like some things landed, some things didn't. And for Shelly, it was like 90% grown worthy, 10% landed. Um, which sure. was you know, like you know I had have to watch this kind of type thing, um, and where I came down on it was, it's fine if you were a kid that enjoyed the first one, and then this is for you. This isn't for new kids. This isn't for um, a new audience or anything else. It's just for moms or dads who really loved Hocus, the first Hocus Pocus, and want to watch it and are going to try to make their kids watch it. Um, and that's that's it. Right. Um, yeah. I and, I think I fine. I talked about this. Uh, um, I think I talked about this at the tailgate. Um, my parents had a family staying here. I think I talked about this, actually. When we went to my sister's wedding, uh, my parents had a family staying here to take care of the dogs. And this movie came out sometime around when we were at the wedding. And they had a big, like, watch party. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I suspect somewhere, I don't know how old the mom is in the family, but older than me, um, maybe somewhere around your age, um, though you're not that much older than me either. Um, I suspect that the mom enjoyed it, the original, when she was younger. And her daughter, I want to say is like a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. Um you know, so like 17, 18 there, thereabouts. Right. Um, and so I think that was part of it. Like maybe her mom showed it to her when she, the original to her when she was younger and she liked it then. And so it's this kind of like that could be yeah. generational because um, that's the the gap we're talking about here, like 30 right. ish years. Um, and so, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's Hocus almost Pocus certainly 2 is not getting the, any new viewers on its own. Like, people are like, oh, what's right. this cool thing? Like, let's, let's, you yeah. know, like like I said, they get about 10 minutes into it, and they're like, I don't get what this is about. Because it, it does feel like old Disney, you know, how, how it used right. to be for, for that yeah. stuff. It's, it's a little bit, oh, this might be controversial, it's a little bit like um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right. Like if you sure. didn't see and enjoy the original, there's not enough here to hook you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't want to push it. I don't want to put it down for people who loved it because they love the original. And I appreciated. I got to say, I appreciate the three actresses who play the Sanderson sisters mm -hmm. did exactly mm -hmm. what they did before. And we looked at I bet Miller's like 76 years old and is still reckon it as the Sanderson sister, like uh, Matilda, I can't remember her name, uh, Winnie, Winifred, I think is her name. Um, mm -hmm. Winifred, and yeah. Yeah, they're, they're still doing fine. The, the two subsisters on the side don't really have much of a plot like they didn't have before. And honestly, this show's not very long. So it's not like you have to put up with much anyway for very long. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's just, an hour 40. Yeah, it's it didn't feel it. It felt fairly quick. Um, they don't, 
there's not a lot of deep stuff or there's not a lot of emo things. It's just goofy and fine. And I did, I will say, I did like one scene in particular. I really enjoyed how uh, they tricked the Sanderson sisters into believing that they put children's souls in makeup. And mm-hmm. w- when they went to the makeup store and how the, the Sanderson sisters just were like in awe of all the things in the CVS or Walgreens. Walgreens, and but yeah, and when they yeah, when they like, put the like the children's mask on their face and started eating it, and th- that was pretty great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. It's for people who who watched it. Uh, that's who I would recommend to watch Hocus Pocus two. If you if you've not watched Hocus Pocus one, or didn't care for it, you're not you're not gonna like this one either. Um, and it's fine. No, no that's true. Uh, okay, so what should who's it? My turn this next time. Um, it's your it's your pick, yeah. Yeah, this one's easy. We were talked about it a little bit earlier. We should watch um, um, Werewolf by Night. That's the new. It's weird that it's Marvel, but it's the new Halloween Marvel thing that's out on Disney Plus. Is that a? It, is that a movie? Yes, it's a, it's a movie, and it's oh, only I like it was a series. No, it's only like fifteen fifty eight minutes or something like that. It's not long at all. Oh, it's a short movie. Yeah, it's it's short and. Yeah, it's weird. Like the trailer is makes it look like uh, a real super throwback to the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Uh, I do remember movies. watching the trailer and and talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, w- when we saw the trailers, it looked like several of the scenes and direction directing was just like, you know, like the the women will scream in horror as the as whatever's happening mm-hmm. off the, the side of the screen and you're just looking at the cameras directly on their faces. They give this overblown scream. So I like, okay, that's cool. I wonder how this is going to play out. So let's watch that one. See what it's like. And werewolf by night was a comic book in Marvel. We talked about this a little bit right. before um, yeah. how they, they used to do monster movies, things. And I think our buddy Chris actually read this comic book in the seventies. Um, he's older than the rest of us. Um, mm-hmm. so, and this was a character, but I don't, I, honestly, they, when they did these old, like Frankenstein and vampire and stuff like that things, they didn't really, they weren't really crossing over with a lot with, you know, superheroes. Cause they were just two different magazines. You know, one was right. It, with the exception of Dr. Strange who did cross crossover between those things. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So. I don't know if this is supposed to be... That's a lot to say that I don't know if this is supposed to be anything within Marvel or just like a one-off type thing. But let's watch it and see what it, what it does. It's Halloween. You know, we get some old 40s werewolves. That sounds good to me. Uh, what else do we got going on? So you said you watched the end of Ring of Power. I have not watched the end of it yet. I think I'm one episode away. Um, I could say so far with this series, it's really mixed with me. Uh, the production values are phenomenal, but the writing and acting is very one note and not great. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that the finale is better. Uh, but man, everything just drags on with this show. For you know, I know that Lord of the Rings was people just walking from one place to the next, but this is less interesting than that so far. And that's saying a lot because I really liked I liked the beginning of it, but. Ugh. the last one you watch does it get better (laughs) i mean the they i don't i don't want to say anything because it'll 
affect your uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll watch the, the last one this week. I I, I will say it. Moving to House of Dragon, uh, I got to the time jump. I watched the first time jump episode. It's very disconcerting with all different characters. It feels mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. like a different. I'm watching a different series. Um, sure. Not not that that's bad or the other one was bad or good. It's just a different thing. Um, like Rhaenyra is older now, and now now it seems to be that the the series is less about Damon and more about the Queen versus Rhaenyra type, mm. and it just it just kind of shifted the whole the whole thing. Which I don't know how it's gonna if they're gonna keep going on with that, but um, it does feel like I'm watching a different a different show now. It's sure. like okay, this is House of Dragon Part Two. Yeah. The- the Crown did that time jump thing, but it was between seasons, which I don't know if that's better or worse. I mean, House of the Dragon has had big time jumps from the beginning, right? Like, b- between the first and second episodes, it's like two years or something. Sure. Um, they, just, they just didn't change actors or actresses. Right. They didn't. They didn't. So th- this is definitely the biggest time jump, right? They do like a year or two between episodes where... You know, Alicent marries the king at the end of an episode, and then in the next episode, she's pregnant with their second child. Right. Right. So it's like, it's at least two years. Maybe not at least, but very close, uh, at oh. least. Um, and then, yes, this actor swap is like is like a 10-year. So it's not just um, those characters now being well into young adulthood, but... No, you know now their kids are, you know, close to being teenagers, and um, some I, of that can I can I say I, I'm not a fan of the whole kids story arc storylines there. I mean, ugh, I hope I, I wish that they're just like secondary characters that are way out or tertiary characters that don't come on the screen very often. Not, I'll not say you know there is more, as has been the case through the whole season, there are more sort of minor time jumps coming um and okay. so some of those some of those kids that are playing um Allison and Rainier's children and uh the children of uh the others the Rainier uh, and yeah uh Renice and um and those the the Valer- Valerians the yeah. other house um right. Uh, they have kids too that are involved. They're cousins with the others. Um, I think most of those are like one or two episodes, and then in the next episode, there are older kids, right? Oh. And you don't you don't notice as much because, again, the kids, especially at, right after the time jump, are pretty minor, right? Um, yeah, I, I will say this: there there is a line that I I really loved in this episode that I watched the time jump episode. They they don't show Damon a lot, but then they they do. Hey, he's got a scene, and he wants to like stay in the far off land and and like right. And and, and he's like, I just want to be here. Why do I want to go up and deal with all that stupid, boring, backstabbing drama, politics stuff? It's just the worst lame thing ever. And I'm like. Yeah, Damon, you're right. Don't do that. I think you're. I think you're on the right track. And then his wife's like, "No, I'm going to go back and be the, you know, my kids have the birthright." You can almost see him sigh. Matt Smith go, "Okay, fine." Um, right. He he doesn't he doesn't respond to her like he he like shoes her away. But 
Yeah. I was I was very much on his side there because in the other scenes it's all super like drama with birthrights and stuff and I'm like, Oh god, this stuff is so annoying. I mean it's <laughs> it's it's tense, but it's almost like not surprisingly tense. Like there I keep saying the word like a lot, but um we know like the drama. We know that the drama is going to be right. We know we know that the the, the queen oh, and 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 the, and the um, soon to be queen ruler, you know, all that and their kids and who's going to be the kids. It's kind of like all it's all there, and it all feels like just a a petty fight back and forth. We also know that uh, Rhaenyra and her husband aren't having sex, and we know why, right? He doesn't like right. women. And she doesn't want to marry him and they've got an agreement and that's just, that's going to be drama and it's just going to be a ton of that. So hopefully there was only one episode. So I'm hoping they move away from that because that one episode was a little exhausting for me. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see, we'll come back to it. I, I do enjoy, they've got a good storyteller. Good, they have pretty good writers on that show. Um, I think mm -hmm. overall uh, b better than ring of power. I'll, I'll say that much. I agree. All right. Well, I think that's what we got this week. I didn't get a, because I've been uh, traveling and such. I didn't really get to watch a lot of shows. I think tonight uh, before I go to bed, I got to go to bed early for the, the conference tomorrow. But I think I'll watch some. I'll watch some She-Hulk. Um, see if I can get some of that in, and maybe catch up with the last episode of Lower Decks if they've got one out there. Or Ring of Power. I got to watch Ring of Power. Hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, where are my notes? Not that I don't know. I say the same thing every week. You've been listening to the front porch. This is episode 266. Uh, thanks as always to our friends at LRM online. You can check them out. Our buddy Fox does reviews on a bunch of things over there. If you would like to email us and tell us everything we're wrong about Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you head over to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, you will find contact forms. Um, what was I saying I was going to post a photo of? Oh, I didn't talk about our mugs. Oh, uh, I was going to say the mugs, too. Yeah. Got yeah. Some, I got I, 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 I to. I I, Dennis got us a, a, a mug that says the front porch. She had to tell us the little story of that one. Yeah, I've kept that under my hat. And I think I maybe talked about it at the time, but this past Memorial weekend, I was up in Maine near a town called Ogonquit, uh, origin of, um, that's a mouthful. I'm going to, I'm going to forget her name now, but one of the primary characters in the stand is from Ogonquit, Maine. Uh, oh, okay. It's a, I'm sure it's a native, uh, uh, name for the place. Sure. Um, but there's a piano bar there called the front porch. And so I had to go there because of the name. And they also I had see. a little merch shop, gift shop, uh, adjacent to the bar. So I went in there and, found a couple of mugs i'm actually gonna put mine in storage so it doesn't get broken when i'm moving around in my camper um but i bought two and have been carrying the one around for months and months <laughs> until uh finally remembered to have it with me when i was in bloomington and you were there for the tailgate uh, yeah we got it i got it at the house and uh, i was going to take it to my work because I, I keep a lot of my mugs there and i'll rotate through my through my mugs there but shelly has uh, insisted that she she wants it at the house we're, we're keeping it at the house and in our in our coffee mug <laughs> cabinet there she right, so she you, collects coffee mugs right 
if you if you take a good picture of yours, I'll figure out how to post it on the on the website. Oh yeah, I can do that. People too. When when I get back in town, too. I'll definitely do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, where was I? Uh, the website thing. If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, if you want to leave us a positive review, we always appreciate that. It's awesome. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.